Welcome to episode 276 of Coffee Pods and Wads. Rad are giving away a pair of rad ones each week during the Open. If you make a post or a reel about your Open workout on Instagram and tag them, you'll be entered into a draw at uh, rad underscore global on Instagram or rad hyphen global.com for more information on that and any of their shoes and launches and stuff you can find them all there uh, join.whoop.com forward slash cpw to get a free 4.0 and discounted membership and that's even more discounted now because they've actually reduced their membership cost per month down to 19 euro or whatever your equivalent currency is uh, they're also bringing out some new features and a new interface and all this kind of stuff in the next couple of months and um, they're going to do stress monitors so like your cortisol and whatever so it's, it's actually can actually feel my stress levels increasing hearing that they're going to measure my stress but anyway um we're going to do muscle strain as well. So that kind of disappointment you feel when you do a bench session and then look and it doesn't even track it. That's soon going to be gone. So that's join.whoop.com forward slash CPW. Uh, GoWad have free mobility for everyone during the Open each week after the announcement. Um, they're going to have a free protocol ready for people that want it. Um, and it will be specific to the workout that's announced and specific to you. If you download the app and start your free trial, um, it's a 30-day trial as well, which is an increase on the usual amount of trial you get. But if you download the app, do your test, and then you'll have the open protocol specific to the workout and specific to your own mobility needs, uh, which is pretty impressive. Um, Fitter White Label is in full flow. Your colors on the app, uh, your logo on the member's home screen on their phone, um, your own storefront as well. Uh, get.fitter.training for more details on how to brand your coaching for your members. The news now with LSKD. LSKD have launched their Trust Us boxes. Uh, LSKD.co, uh, you can buy a box, you trust them, they fill it, they ship it, you wear it. Um, you're saving about 40 odd percent as well on buying the box. So they stack it full of stuff um, and it's an awful lot cheaper than if you were to buy each individual item. So there's a major discount there as well. Uh, the open leaderboard is live-ish. Uh, some of the scores are still being ratified. Uh, Roman Krenikov is in top spot for the men. Uh, he's got a few reps over Cole Grishaber and Pat Vellner. Uh, Guillaume Briant is the highest placing European in fourth with Georgios Karavas uh, just behind him. Emma Carey is leading for the women ahead of Mal O'Brien and Laura Horvath, Jacqueline Dahlstrom. And comeback kid Jamie Simmons is in fifth. Um, of the top 20, 11 are European females, which is um, pretty impressive after week one. New Look Mayhem Independence lead the team leaderboard ahead of Zarutz, the training culture team, uh, and Proven with Who Days No Shortcuts and Torian Mayhem making up the top five. Seven of the top 10 teams I've already written about on thebarbellspin.com if you want to know more about them before the season gets fully underway. And Rich Froning leads at 35 to 39 men. Surprise, surprise, ahead of Eric Carmody and Will Kane from the UK. And Laurie, uh, Laurie Clement um, leads the women over Carmen Ruiz and China Cho in the 35 to 39. Uh, Trista Smith leads Olivia Christetta and Lucy McGonigal in the 16 to 17 girls with Ty Jenkins uh, ahead of Isaiah Weber and Santi Jimenez in the boys. Uh, Casey Acree is in first in the men's upper extremity with Marie Vogt uh, leading the females and Leandro Aguiar leads the men's lower and females are chasing down Courtney Lopez. All of the divisions are on the app and on the website. I'll try to give uh, vary uh, the coverage as much as I can each week during the Open. Uh, today's episode is with Kyra Milligan. Kyra was just announced as part of Mayhem's only in-house team vying for the Affiliate Cup. We chat about the season, going team, her personal ambitions, Paper Street Coffee, dogs and obviously Kiefer. Enjoy, listen, share and tag.
is exactly what we love to hear. Um, <laughs> how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Um, are you in Cookville or Vegas? I'm in Cookville right now. Okay, cool. Um, and Kiefer is there as well, is he? Yeah, so he's here until tomorrow, and then he goes back to Vegas to help with the underdogs in their open. Okay. Oh, hang on, I have two tabs open. <laughs> um, I was like, she's talking, but her mouth's not moving, and she's saying the same thing that she just said. That's so weird. Um, okay, so he, he and is he coming back after? Is like, uh, are you staying there for the full three weeks? Yep. So I'm here the full three weeks. I get home March sixth. He okay. won't come back out, and then I'll come back for team quarters, and we'll see if he comes back out with me. So, like, I for sure have my plans, but his will just kind of depend on what's happening down there. Okay, I see. Yeah, okay. Um, and what's it like? And uh, Like, do you find it stressful not being around him when the Open is on, or is it doesn't make any difference? Not really any difference for the Open. Um, I would for sure like him to come with me for quarters if he can, but, like, I do know he has other commitments. And then for, like, semis or games training, it would be nice for him to be out here as, as much as he can. But yeah. again, knowing he has other athletes down in Vegas, like, I'm aware of that. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, so yeah, if he could be out here the entire time with me, I would love that. Yeah. Um, it's okay. You can tell the truth that you don't actually want him there. It's fine. He moved. He moved to get away. I don't want away. him there at all. I got a little roguey here. That's what I need. Did, uh, did you bring your dog with you? So is your dog with you now for the three weeks and then back and then back out again for quarters? I might not take him for quarters since it's just a week. Okay. Um, but yeah, I couldn't go without him for the three weeks. And um, is I'm assuming Cookville is quieter uh, heat-wise than Vegas, is it? Like, is is it easier for the dog in Cookville or the same? Um, depends. So, like, today it's actually really nice. Like, I can sit out here. It's been raining and cold these last couple of days, and Rogue hates that. Okay. Like, the first day we were here, I don't think he went to the bathroom until, like, 8 p.m. And it was like a rush to get me out of this rain. I'm leaving. Yeah. We have a, we have a pug and we have a, like a miniature schnauzer and the schnauzer, she's real like ballsy. You know, she's like, fuck it. I don't care. I'll jump. I'll walk out in snow. I'll, I'll be out there for an hour. Um, but the pug like walks out. He, he sometimes like puts his foot outside the back door and you can almost hear him going like, no, I don't no, think so. Right, and he just turns around. <laughs> it's like, great. So you're just going to shit on the floor again in an hour and I have to pick that up. That's great. What are you doing, buddy? Oh, you want to come say hi? Um, wait, what breed? Is Rogue a Frenchie? He's a full Frenchie. He just, he's a big boy. Yeah. He's quite a big, big boy. <laughs> there's a touch of bulldog. I know he's a, he's a pure rope. There's a touch of bulldog about his head. More so oh, than yeah. Frenchie. He's so cute. Um, and what's what's he like in the heat in Vegas? Vegas is stupid hot, isn't it? It's, it's the desert. It's literally a desert. Yeah, Vegas is really hot. Um, so we've been there for a little over a year, and like when it gets really hot in the winter or in the summer, I can only walk him like at seven a.m. or like nine p.m. Yeah, because even his paws on the footpath or the pavement mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like he's usually okay in the heat. Like he. This is his life, just being out here and sunbathing. He loves it, but it's the more the pavement in Vegas where it's just like way too hot to touch. Um, and do you bring him down to Mayhem? No, I haven't brought him in the gym. Um, I think it's like it, of all gyms to go to, that's probably the one that I'd be like, I can't, I can't bring I a dog. Some people do bring their dogs. Like, 
has brought his dog a little bit, and it's he's so cute. But I think I would be way too distracted with Rogue. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, there's a few things I want to talk about. So the first thing I want, <laughs> the first thing I want to tell everyone is how we first met because it's one of my favorite stories from Miami. <laughs> I swear I met you. <laughs> So uh, we, I bumped into Kyra. I was with Brian um, from Barbell Spin, and there's another couple. I think Rollo was there as well. Mm-hmm. And you were talking to the two of them, and I was kind of standing there, and I was kind of waiting. Uh, I was in that awkward, like, "Oh, is anyone going to introduce me, or will I introduce myself, or like, what do I do here?" And then um, the conversation was finished, and I was like, "Okay, nobody's introducing anyone, so I'll just do it." So I said, "Like, oh hi, I'm Peter," and you said, "Yeah, I know," and I was like, "Okay." And then you were like, "We met," and I was like, "No, we didn't." You, like I, all, throughout, so from "Hi, my name is Peter" until the end of this conversation, we are shaking hands, essentially holding hands for a good two minutes. And I was like shaking slower and slower the more confused I got. Um, so you were like, "No, yeah, we did. We met," and I was like, "No, we." But like we absolutely did not and you were like no yeah we did we definitely did and like this went back and forth for a while and then you said um yeah no i met you with uh with justin like justin cotner and i was like oh no you didn't because i literally met him for the first time five minutes ago in person <laughs> and you were like oh okay yes i've watched you that's what happened it's one of those things where like you just see someone so much like through instagram or something you're like no i've literally yeah. know you like we've met no no <laughs> I had so I had a few of those uh, a few of those moments where I'd say you get a lot though like where people think they know you but they don't actually know you they just know you from they've seen you or whatever so I had like Jacob Hepner on the show ages ago like mid COVID and I remember when I was talking to him he was like he was sitting around for the first like say 45 minutes and then he was like, oh, I have to, I have to go, but like, I'll stay on the call, but I have to drive. And I was like, okay. And I was like, that's illegal here, but whatever you do you. <laughs> so he like jumped in his truck and he was driving and he was only on it for about five minutes afterwards. And then, uh, hung up and he messaged me afterwards and was like, when I got off the call, um, the, f- the back wheel came off my truck after I hung up and like bounced down the road in front of me like as I was driving my truck and I was like "Geez," and he's like yeah no I was fine but it was fucking scary I was like that is crazy so then the first day we were in Miami myself and Mike Halpern had breakfast and he sat at the table beside us and I was like oh I'll just say something when I'm leaving I don't want to talk to him now because then it's awkward for the rest of time so the person he was with got up and left went to the bathroom or something so I said okay I'll go now and then we're leaving and I said like oh hey um I introduced myself on like I said my name, absolute blank. And then I said the name of the podcast, blank. And then there was about a three second pause and he just like said, oh yeah. And I was like, you absolutely don't know who I am. So he talked for a few minutes and then later on I was walking with Mike and I was like, I should be ingrained on his brain. Like he almost died seconds after we spoke and he doesn't even remember anything about it. So he I made a vow. remember that whole day. He just wants it out of his head. <laughs> no, I just made a vow. I'd never introduce myself to anyone ever again. I just wait for other people to say it. But then you made it okay then, where I got the opposite effect of yeah. that afterwards. It's always worse when you're like, oh, have, we've never met. And they're like, no, we've met before. So I just yeah. always, I go full in. I'm like, we've met. I know this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you say you've met everyone just in case you have met someone. Yeah. Oh yeah, my god, yeah. so good to see you again. Like we've never met. I'm like, cool, 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 cool. Awesome. Um, what did you think of Waterpalooza? Did you enjoy it? I had so much fun at Waterpalooza. Um, I was supposed to. Rogue, I need you off me. You're a big boy. 
I had so much fun at Rodapalooza. Like, I was supposed to be on a team for underdogs, and then that team fell through. And so I was just going down there to spectate. And then um, Annika needed someone to fill in and asked me, so became a queen of the north. And I that was probably the most fun I've ever had at a competition, just being with those two girls. So it was Freya and Annika was supposed, you were, like, Annika was supposed to have your spot. Yeah, so it was supposed okay. to be Chloe, Govan, David, Freya, and then me. Or, and then Annika, and then I took Annika's spot. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, and because Freya is like one of the nicest people I'd say I've met. So like, she's sweet. so nice. Like, so <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, and that's cool. And then, did you know, like, I'm curious of the mayhem timeline. So, like, when, when did that become talked about? Um, so, mayhem and another team reached out to me probably three maybe a month before Guadalupe maybe three weeks yeah so and then so they reached out to me like officially kind of talked about team and I was like okay like maybe I do want to do team but back at Legends when it was in Cookville Kiefer had mentioned to Luke and they were kind of talking about like oh maybe Kyra would want to go team Kiefer texted me he's like hey would you possibly think about going like on Angela's team like I don't know if this is the thing he might reach out to you I just straight up said no. <laughs> I was like, I'm going indie. Like, I'm 100% going indie this year. And what, yeah. Why were you so determined to go individual? Because I want to make the games as an individual. But I do know that, like, I don't like to hurt for myself. But, like, I'll hurt for a team. So, I think, like, we sat down and talked about it. Like, a team, a year of team is going to be so good for me. Just because, like, I don't want to let anyone down. So, being able to push that extra is, like, what I need. Okay, so you figured that if you do a year of, like, pain cave dwelling for other people, that you'll be able to continue that for yourself. It'll just yeah. be second nature. There. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and uh, so had you a choice to make between the two teams? Then was the other was it was it was there essentially two offers on the table? There's two offers on the table. Talked a lot to other people, um, and then yeah, found myself here in good old Cookville. Not Vegas um, at all. And, and did uh, did the other team uh, is the other team competing as well? Have they uh, did they continue as a team? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. They found someone. Um, okay. When we were talking, they actually were going to go this way. So then talk to Angela a little bit more, and just said yes. So you, yeah, okay. So you were like playing hard to get, and then the other team pulled out, and you're like, "Hey, Angelo." Um... <laughs> Hey, actually. <laughs> now that you mentioned, I've actually I've thought about it. I've thought about it some more. Um, that's cool. Okay. I thought then, about it and I would actually love to do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's cool though. And like, because I'm trying to think, well, there's a few things that I, that, well, one thing that I want to ask, maybe you could have a word with Angelo about this um, or Rich if you see him. So the Mayhem Freedom Instagram page is dormant since like July last year. And I want to, um, I just want them to give me that pay like they're obviously not using it anymore so i want them to just like sign that over to me there's like three hundred thousand people looking at a dormant page and i just figure it's not fair that like they haven't posted anything since like july so i think they should just transfer it's just, if there's like a right of transfer i think i get it yeah um, i think that's, that's the that's, right thing to do for sure it's fair it's it's only fair considering i wrote an article and got rich's uh entire legacy wrong in the first three lines of the mm. article that was that was a highlight was... highlight of my week I was actually reading that as I was eating lunch before this call. 
Oh, I was so pissed off. But I woke up. So I sent that to. So what I was doing was, um, I was writing three articles at the same time, and I was kind of I had like twelve games you know like games.com pages for different athletes open and i was going back forth between them all and i was like right i'd write a bit on one and then i'd close it and then i'd write a bit on the other one then i'd go back to the first one whatever and i was like i wrote down i wrote down a sentence as a placeholder and i was like oh, i'll go back and change that at the end and then i just never went back and changed it and then oh, i oh. i went to bed and my son woke up at like half four or five o'clock or something this morning and i looked at my phone and i was like oh brian put up the article they must have released the video and then I saw one of the comments was like, oh, how many titles does he have? And I was like, oh, fuck, I never changed that sentence. And then I was like, I swiped oh, across right. and I was like, oh, cool. Brian used that quote as the placeholder image <laughs> for Instagram. That is absolutely fantastic. Um, but yeah, I think everyone gets one of those. Um, what's it like? Because uh, obviously Underdogs has, um, like from the outside looking in, Underdogs and Mayhem, from my perspective, ha- are very different vibes like as a, yeah. as a training environment i fi- i feel like underdogs is i think they're both professional and i think they both take fitness really seriously and they both take what they're doing really seriously but i think they both go about it in a very different way is that fair yeah um yeah i would say like the only difference like i think the volume of training is the exact same in yeah. different ways but like the only difference is back in vegas like I would wake up around seven. I would go to my garage for my first session, which would usually be like an hour, an hour and a half. And then done with that by like 930. And then everybody gets to the gym from like 1130 to three. And then you're done at three versus here. You wake up, you're at the gym for your first session at nine to 1230. And then you're on a break right now. And then we'll get back to the gym from like three to 630. Wow. Okay. So it's a little bit of an adjustment, but it's, it's nice too. Like I actually like the longer break, like coming home, hanging out with Rogue for a little bit, eating an actual lunch, even taking a nap. Like that's what I'd be doing if I wasn't on this call right now. I was probably taking a little nap. Okay. So like, just like fully resetting before you go back for another session. Yeah. You're making me feel bad. Um, the, <laughs> the, the three, I'm the three, one that's pushed this so many times. <laughs> the three, well, it's actually Mayhem's uh, media team's fault for playing <laughs> the announcement so many times. Um, the three and a half hours, whatever, nine till half 12, how long of those three and a half hours is actual training? Like surely it's like window bursts and then a break, is it? Um, once people actually start moving, then it's good. <laughs> I am so used to like in my head I'm like so timely so like even in Vegas like I will get there I will give people hugs I'll say hi and then I'm training yeah but like a lot of people in Vegas will kind of like talk a little bit they move a little slower like warm up for a little bit and that's like how they do things and so like but usually they're ready to go within like a half hour here we get there at nine I warm up I cool down I'll warm up again maybe cool down again (laughs) People start warming up at 10. <laughs> wow, okay. Why do you just turn up at 10 then? Because I feel like at the one time that I do that, everybody's going to be warmed up and ready to go and do their first session without me. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's the one day that they would do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what are, are they just like having coffees and kind of chatting and, you know, like doing that, like, um, you know, that like fake foam rolling where you're not really foam rolling, <laughs> but you're just kind of lying there. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm warming up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and are you, so when you're in mayhem, are you like, does Kiefer do your programming when you're at home? Yeah, so Kiefer will do my programming at home. Um, and are you still I following will... that here or do you have to change everything to do this? Do you know what I mean? Yes and no. So like he has access to what we're doing. And so like I'll do the Metcons and skill work with them. Um, but like my lifting is still tailored towards me. And then if there's stuff we haven't done that day and he doesn't see us doing it for the week, like he's like, hey, here's this extra piece or like change this Metcon to this. So like I'm still doing as much as I can with them, but yeah. like still working on what I need to work on. <laughs> Look at this shithead. Kiefer, yes, more about Kiefer, less about Kyra. <laughs> He's so annoying. He sent me a screenshot of like the title of this and how it says like at the very end and Kiefer or something about Kiefer. <laughs> I think like, you're so stupid. <laughs> he said, he said, make sure you make it sound um like make make sure you you make her talk about underdogs and how much like don't let her talk about mayhem too much. Like make her talk about underdogs. And I He's said just salty that I'm a mayhem athlete this year. Yeah, so I, I replied and I said, Okay, I got you one hundred percent. So all about Facundo, all about mayhem, how good it is, and underdogs is terrible, and that's why she left. And he was like, Yeah, okay. He's like he's like, Yeah, lead lead her down that path. And I was like, She's not gonna have to be led down that path. That's yeah, like, she's gonna be like, Hey, we're live. Oh my god, I'm so glad I'm out of Vegas. Like, oh my gosh, I'm actually moving to Cookville, like I can't stand Vegas. He's he's moving with me. Surprise, surprise, he doesn't know that. Uh <laughs> yeah, he's a mayhem coach now, he just doesn't realize. Right? No, I've um, actually this year's gonna be very cool to like still be a part of both training camps, yeah. right? But like def like I'm I'm officially a mayhem athlete, but like Kiever's my coach. Yeah. But like still be able to train with like Rich, Bailey, Paige, Victoria, like everyone down here, Zoe, Sam, my team. And then like still be able to train with like Alex, Mitch, Allie, like everyone down there. It's gonna be a pretty cool year for me. Yeah, it's like you're 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 really at the center of like what are those things the graphs a venn diagram isn't it you know where the two circles like intersect yeah. and you're like in the middle i'm just here i'm living in the moment right now like when i get there and i have to wait for like the hour for people to start moving i'm like it's fine this is good for you yeah it's fine that's that's like day five though wait till it's like week five and then it's like oh, fuck's sake um but then i get my break i get to go back to vegas and be on my own time. yeah is uh is is it different i know you're saying that like the volume is is similar but i know from uh well i know from hearing other people talk about it that like mayhem have a specific kind of trait like they've they do an awful lot of ghds they do an awful lot of like you know like other stuff that like other programs don't seem to put as much of a bias on have you noticed uh much of a, a shock with that um i definitely will i will notice that but i think because of like the open it's changed a little bit yeah yeah um first day or second day I don't remember when I got here. So Saturday we did like a team workout with like GHDs, pegboards, latest rope climbs. I was like, oh joy, this is so much fun. <laughs> okay, like stuff that I need to do. So like I'm so excited that they do a lot of that because it's only going to make me better. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, yeah, it must be like a halfway up the pegboard the second time. You're like, I've made a mistake. <laughs> I literally looked at Zoe and I was like, you sure you don't want to like go again because it was like us two go and then we rest while the boys went so like you had to complete the full thing i was like you do you want to do one more of mine that would yeah. be awesome um what's it like then with because obviously another another thing that mayhem do um pretty intensely is like their media coverage and that kind of stuff is it like weird having so many cameras and so many people and stuff around the place uh no like 
you don't really, I guess you really don't notice it that much. Like even Vinny with underdogs, right? Like he's yeah. kind of following you around versus he's one person versus the whole team. But I don't know. You don't really notice it too much. Because yeah. when you're training, you're just kind of like focused on that. Like try not to die and you're not really seeing somebody just in your face. <laughs> um, where are you from originally? I'm from Utah. Okay. That is, that's, is, that's deserty as well, is it? Uh, kind of. So it's literally just neighboring to Vegas. Um, okay. But I was like from six hours away. So like you had all the snow, all the seasons. And then okay. I, I left there in 2020, I think December. To move. Is that like to move four underdogs? Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And were you training remotely with them before that? So I was actually following just like a template of another training program but then I came out and visited somebody in Vegas once and met Justin kind of like really loved everyone there like had a ton of fun got on the phone with him when I got home and I was like okay that's it like I'm definitely moving there like give me a month I'll be up because I was doing team Waterpalooza with Alex and Allie that year so I was like I'll be up as soon as I can so we can get some team training in and then I've been there how did you know how did you know them how did I know Alex and Ali? Yeah. So I met them when I came up just to visit a friend. But then. Wow. Okay. You must make quite the, quite the impression it. to be. Yeah. To be invited to do water blues with them. That's like yeah. You it obviously made cool. a, you obviously made a splash. Yeah, it was like so we all did the indie qualifiers and we all like kind of stacked up. It was like one, two, three, and so we just decided just to go team instead and do the team yeah. quarters. Um, and. What were you like growing up? Have you, have you got like brothers and sisters and stuff? I have two older sisters and then one little brother. Um, growing up, we all played sports. Like that's what my dad wanted us to do was like, hey, like I want, I want my kids to play sports. None of them do anymore besides me. So like. Are you the, are you they, the favorite then? Yeah, of course. <laughs> they come to every single one of my competitions. Like my dad hasn't missed one except for Wadapalooza. And Madrid. He did miss Madrid because that was very that's far. Fair. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. That, that's that fair. was very fair. We'll and that, that was one. going to like a vacation kind of thing from there. Yeah. But like. Um, and then what, what, like what age, what sports, sorry, what sports did you play? Like, was it all like softball, basketball, all those different kind of things or like what? Um, I'm not good at softball at all. I played basketball as the main one. And then I ran track just for like off season. I wouldn't even say I did track. Like, I think I showed up to like two practices and I would just go and like to the meets to hang out with my friends. I did volleyball for a year and then cheer for a year. Okay. I think that's it. Oh, oh Ali, I went to uh, Ali, as a kid. Ali did cheer as well, didn't she? She did it like professionally or she's, yeah, no, Ali, she's like a big deal. I'm yeah. nothing like Ali. Ali is like <laughs> a very good cheerleader. Like my sister had me cheer because she wanted somebody who could do flips. I was not good at it besides that part. <laughs> yeah, they just wheeled you out. You were like the token yeah. flipper at the end. They just wheeled you out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, that's cool. That's funny. Um, and what sports did you do cheerleading for? Or did you just uh, do cheerleading as a sport? Just, well, so, like, cheerleading for, like, your basketball teams. Like, I came okay. from a really small town. Like, cheerleading what was, wasn't, what was like, the um What was the nickname of the school team? Don't they all have the nicknames? Name? Uh-uh. Are they not all called, like, Go Ravens and Go Bears and Go whatever, oh, no? Oh, Buffaloes. Okay, right. <laughs> yeah, okay. 
like our mascot yeah the buffaloes yeah synonymous with basketball the buffalo just the ideal <laughs> like probably one of the last animals you think of when you think of basketball is a buffalo it's just and it always makes me laugh about the the team mascots make no sense for they make no sense but they make like the school rally things very fun <laughs> yeah yeah um you bring out a live buffalo and you do a flip across it <laughs> Honestly, I would have put it past my school. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't do any of that. There's none of that. No mascots here. No, like, really? Yeah, we don't do like pep rallies. We don't do, we underplay everything. So, even if you're really good at a sport, you just kind of downplay it. You don't really talk about it. <laughs> you just like, there's no, we don't do like, you know, hype for like team sports, like uh, school sports. Like, it's, yeah, that's, I'm aware of it because of like pop culture. And like you know american tv shows and stuff but, you know we don't um i think it's an irish thing you're very you're very like Shh, no shut up don't talk about your successes <laughs> like you so don't that's like just in general not sports or is there like something in schools that like everybody like gets really excited about oh uh, no no nothing really <laughs> bake bake sales like that kind of stuff people get pretty hyped about that but that's, that's, for different that's reasons. a really good one um okay so what age were you uh or how did you discover crossfit then so i i don't know how old i was but 2017 was my first open i think i started like late in 2016 and i was dating a guy at the time he came home and he was like hey i'm really good at crossfit like he was really excited to go try it i was like oh cool i bet i'm better and then joined signed up that same day and then just kind of like fell in love with it. I've never really thought of like being super competitive in it until I qualified for my first semis. And yeah, I've loved it ever since. So when you, when you qualified for semifinals, were you just doing like template programming then? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was working wow. out with three of my friends and we were going to try to like take a stab at making a team semis. And then I qualified for Indy and they they let me do that instead. Yeah, you go, you go, do you? Yeah. Um, when you qualified, were you like, oh, this is amazing, this is exciting, or were you like, oh shit, like what do I do now? I was a little bit of both. Like I was super excited, and then like who I saw that I was going to be competing against, it was Tia Burke Wells, um, Amanda Barnhart. Then it was like the oh shit, this is happening. Yeah. Like but then being out there, like sharing a floor with them, and just like seeing how they're just people who work out very, very fast and are amazing at it. That was pretty cool to see too. <laughs> uh, so what year was this? This is 20, 2020? No. 2021, 20, two years ago. 2021. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So there was no semifinals really in 2020. Um, and then you moved, so you moved to Vegas then. Uh, so was that like, what was that like? Were you leaving home? Were you living at home home when you moved or had you already moved out and you were just moving city or whatever? I, I already moved out. So I graduated when I was 17 um, from okay. Southern Utah and then went to college and then was just kind of there on my own for the last couple of years and decided that I wanted to change. Like Utah's never been a place that I said I wanted to stay forever. And um, recently single, like just kind of wanted to do something else and Vegas just felt right. Um, and what did you graduate in? What was your degree? I am a dental hygienist. Wow. Okay. Do you ever intend on working at that? 
I still do a couple times. I've been very bad at it lately. Um, but I'll still do like two times a week or something. Like usually Thursdays I'll work and then I'll go swim and then I'll come home and Mondays are like one other day, but I, when I first moved to Vegas, I did do it a lot more, and Justin and Kiefer got a little mad at me. Like, you didn't come here to work and then train after everyone. Like, you came here to train with everyone. Yeah. Like, okay, you're right. <laughs> so that's been, saw, like, on the back end, and I keep my license active. I still go and treat patients. So once this is that is all like, over, um, what do you call it? Is that Do you guys call that locum, though? What do, have you got a word for Is it, like... Uh, you kind of go around and fill in if someone's sick in different practices rather than oh. having a steady practice. Is that what you're yeah, doing? Yeah, temping around. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah okay. And then and are you doing that? Are you, are you planning, planning on doing that in Cookville, <laughs> doing dental hygienery while you're there, though? No, absolutely not. Yeah, sorry, uh-huh. Angelo. I actually have to nip down to <laughs> to smiles and things. I need to, I've got a four-hour shift. I'm like, I actually didn't come here to train with you guys. I'm going to go compete and said no luckily yeah. i have some pretty amazing sponsors who are helping me out while i'm down here so i'm very very fortunate on that that's great that's great um i want to talk to you about that actually so um when you're in uh miami so paper street they had gabe brought out like a cup um with like you on it um is that with rogue on it with rogue on it oh yeah okay yeah well it's your <laughs> cup it's like kyra's cup and your mm-hmm. dog's on it. Yeah. Um, and it, it. Like, is that something that you just kind of take in your stride and accept as like, yeah, this is totally fine and normal? Or are you like, what the fuck is happening? Why is there I, a cup? I love it. I think if it was like something more of like me, I think it would be weird. But like, I'm like, yes, everybody wants a Frenchie yeah. mug. I'm like, this is fantastic. Like everyone knows Rogue. Like he is my Instagram, basically. He's on there 90% of the time. And so he's just cute and it made sense. <laughs> I went like, cause there's, there's a, so Gabe to me, like I found him first through say Savannah's podcast. And then uh, I'm always kind of, maybe, maybe you're the same, maybe you're different. I don't know, but I'm always kind of dubious of uh, companies and sponsors and people who like, um, you know, like sponsor athletes. I'm, I like, I always kind of wonder like, well, what's in it for them? Like, why are they doing it? Like, I always think there's an ulterior motive for everyone doing everything. And I'm always like, I need to be proven wrong before I accept that like they're good people or whatever. Um, like the sponsored athlete that they're. No, like as in, I, like the, com- the company themselves. I'm always like, why are they, why did they pick that person? Like what's yeah. like, is there an ulterior motive here or is it just like, they're really nice and kind. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I kind of, with Gabe, I was always like, I kind of chatted to him a little bit. Um, and then when I met him in Miami, I was like, this guy is like the most supportive guy of, like anyone, anybody walking up to him, he talked to them, like I'm sure it was pissing off the line of people, but he talked <laughs> to them for like five minutes. Um, and he was like, he's just so supportive and so like nice and welcoming to, like he was really welcoming to me, which he didn't have to be because like he sent me stuff once, but like, I'm not buying coffee from America. I'm paying $20 for coffee and $50 for shipping. But like yeah. he's, he sent me stuff and he's just like, he's just a really, really good guy. Um, But when you, when you are approached by companies or people who want to work with you, are you, have you got like a vetting thing in your head of like, okay, I need to hear more about this that, and the other, or do you pass all of that off? Like does someone else do all that stuff for you? 
Um, so I actually have a manager. So Patrick Clark's my manager. Um, he kind of knows like what I like, what I don't like. And like right now I'm like between sponsorships. So it's just like, I will never push anything that I don't truly like. So then people will send stuff, like make sure that I like it before we even talk about any like partnership things. Um, but like with Gabe, obviously I love coffee. Like he and I bonded over our Frenchies and that was, that was it for us. We're like, Hey, we really like each other. Like, let's do this thing. That's cool. Um, and I'm assuming though that you like, is it, is it, uh, you as an individual looking for sponsors or getting sponsors, is that proving to be, uh, more fruitful when you're on like a mayhem team? Like, is there more attention? I suppose it's only like been like 24 hours since you announced this stuff. <laughs> But like, are you getting more attention or is it harder being one of four people on a team to get the same attention that you would if it was just you on your own doing it? Do you know what I mean? See, I'm not sure because it's only been 24 hours. So I think it's just, it's still just me as a person, um, regardless if I'm going indie or a team, just like, am I the right person that the company wants to work for? Like, do I actually like their product? So to me, I don't think it will change, but mm who knows like on the Patrick side of things and like what he hears. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, how did you start working with him? So I met him right before my first semis, um, when he was still with morning chalk up and then we kind of clicked, like talked a little bit. He was super supportive during my first big competition. I did, um, the fittest experience right before semis. Oh yeah. And just kind of like kept talking a little bit. He knows Justin Kotler really well. And so once I was down there, joined underdogs, like he and I became pretty close and I just asked him to be my manager because he has a lot of connections and he took a chance on me. I took a chance on him and it's worked out great, actually. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Um, okay, so you're, you're uh, how long are you at? Underdogs before you meet uh Kiefer, he's gonna fucking love this segment of the show. How long how long are you at, at Underdogs before you meet him? So I met him oh, two weeks after I moved. So I met him at Wadapalooza last year as like a coach and everything, because he came out to help Justin out with teams. Okay. Um and wh- when how did a romantic uh involvement spark? So we became really, really good friends for months after that. Um, he was just a really cool person. Like we hung out a ton and then he came, like, we talked a lot and then he came to Vegas, um, still kind of hung out, like became really good friends. And then it was after semis when we're like, okay, like we can try this. Yeah. So after, so he spent like, was that the night that he was standing outside your bedroom window with the boom box above his head and begging, crying? Was it that night? Yeah, definitely. Like, see through roses at me and yeah. everything. It was super romantic. And he was saying it was raining, but just on his face that night. No, he was actually holding a sprinkler. Okay, that's, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. That sounds right. That sounds right. A really long hose. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah that's, really that's, that's exactly how I pictured it. I imagine it as being an entirely one-way street. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Um, and so when you, uh, he, so he does your programming. Was he doing your programming all the way up, like, until that point? Uh, no, so just I was actually with Justin. So I was doing okay. the same programming like Ali, Alex, um, all of them do, like Matt and everything. And then Keeper and I just started traveling a ton together. So it just like Keeper started kind of taking over because it was like, okay, like 
I'm with her. I'll just like, I'll start filling in. So it just kind of made sense. And then when we got back home, I started doing more stuff with the crew again, but then it just, he knew me better than anyone, like, and I trust him more than anybody too. And so it just kind of made sense for him to take over my programming, especially now living together. He's in the garage with me, like, for the most part, I do what I'm told. <laughs> Sometimes I do give pushback, but it's been a really good change, for sure. Just being with if, underdogs in general. If he, so if, because uh, I'm always curious of that dynamic, because if you like couple coaches, uh, athletes, coach couples knocking around, um, if you're if you're pissed off at him over something and you see his laptop open, do you just wait? Do you just like not say anything because you're like, I can't. If he has my programming open, I don't want to argue with him. <laughs> like I don't want to give him. It's like suddenly there's more thrusters. There's <laughs> suddenly right? there's more. Whatever. <laughs> no, he. We're pretty good for the most part. Like it was a little bit of a learning adjustment to be like, okay, like this is coach athlete, this yeah. is relationship. So it's like, okay, you can't take it out on like either one. Um, there was like a little bit at the beginning where if you were frustrated with each other, you could, you could tell a little bit and now it's not like if we have something in our personal life, like we'll address it then hmm. something like coach athlete needs to be addressed. It doesn't pull over to our personal life. And are you a fan of the sport? Like, do you watch, like, say when you're not competing, are you like going to the games and watching it or watching it online or whatever? Or do you like not? view it that way like are you like it's a job and i don't i don't like if i was an accountant i wouldn't go and watch other people use a calculator <laughs> um i'm getting a lot better one thing that keeper hates about me is i don't know who anybody is unless like i've met them except for like if you're a really big athlete like yeah. you hear their name over and over um so i'm getting better at that this year going to the games was the first time i've ever actually watched the games like i've watched a couple events here and there but never like the full thing so were you like were you on the path of qualifying for big competitions not knowing fully what was at the other end of the qualifying path so you were just like trundling along and then you're going to end up in madison <laughs> well like obviously i know like that's how you get there like i know like all that yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. That's God. You would have got some shock if you had just arrived not knowing. You're like, right, it's how many like, days? Oh. Right. Like, hi, I'm Kyra. Who are you? That's probably like the biggest person ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's cool. Huh? That's so funny. Um, so when you're watching the sport now, then, so when you were at the games, are you like, um, in your head watching it? Are you like, oh, I've got a lot of work to do to get to to this to this point. Um, or are you watching it being like, oh, I would have gone unbroken there if I was doing those wall balls. <laughs> If I say that and I say that to Kiever, he'd probably be like, okay, let's do it. You go and broken and see what would happen. <laughs> like he puts me in my place pretty fast. Yeah, um, that's funny. No, being at the games, it was kind of like a huge, like, okay, like I want to be here. And like, I need, I know what it takes to get there. And like I said, like being on Angela's team, it's one of those steps that it'll take to get there. Even like, since I've committed to his team and said, yes, I feel like I'm just a completely different athlete, like inside and outside the gym just because I have three other people relying on me now. And like how, what, what aspects have changed? So like, do you think, are you paying more attention to the, the kind of boring, like athlete, but not athlete stuff, like, you know, like sleep and water and that kind of stuff. Are they the kind of things you're dialing in then because you're like, Oh, every little thing matters now because it's three other people. Mm -hmm. Yep. I've, I've always been pretty good at that, but like a little bit better, um, actually doing everything on my programming 
the intensity of what it's supposed to be at. Like keepers having me wear like my garment and stuff to track my heart rate. Just little things here and there. Um, and with Kiefer um, not being there, like, is that a drain? Is it a drain, like, because, you know, like, if you're so used to, because you, you guys live together in Vegas. So then yeah. when you're here, because I know, like, if my wife goes away, I have this thing in my head of, like, um, oh, I'm going to sleep so well. Like, if I'm away or if she's away, I'm like, I'm going to starfish. I'm going to, this is going to be the best. I'm going to catch up on the last, like, two years of sleep. It, in this and it never happens like I'll always no. be tossing and turning I won't I, like it, have you had that kind of an effect um yes and no so like when I'm sleeping I'll usually like put my foot on his leg like that's my comfort and then Rogue usually sleeps in a kennel but here I don't have Rogue's kennel so he sleeps between my legs so it's kind of like a person's there yeah a dead weight just stopping yeah. you from turning yeah. over yeah, yeah. Rogue is if he's not getting up you're not getting up <laughs> Um, and where are you staying? Are you renting your own place there? No, I'm staying with Angelo and his girlfriend. Okay, that's cool. Um, quite intense then, is it? Is it intense? Like, because uh, if you didn't know him particularly well beforehand, and then you move in with him and join his team, um, like, is it? <laughs> is it intense? Is it more intense than you thought you were signing up for? No, they're, I've heard nothing but good things about these two, like, going into it. So I was like, okay, like, even... Even if they're horrible people, which they're not, like they're the sweetest people in the entire world. But like, even if they are, like, it's three weeks, and then yeah. if I don't like it, I can always stay somewhere else when I come back for quarters. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. no, it's been pretty great. Like, Madison makes dinner every night. Like, it just it fits really well. It's not like I feel like I'm in their space and I'm like trying to tiptoe and vice versa. Just it's been good. It's only been a week, but it's been good. <laughs> <laughs> so far. Um, is Angelo working still? Is he still firefighting during this? Is he, does he have time off around the... Does he just take weekends off for these three weeks or how does he work that? Nope. So he works every third day for 24 hours. Okay. Oh God. That's so intense. Fucking hell. 24 hours of work. Fuck that. My God. <laughs> well, I suppose I'm thinking of teaching kids. So I'm like 24 hours. Yeah, it's no. different. Yeah. Sometimes he just gets to sit in the station. So. Yeah, yeah. Don't let him hear you say that. He won't like that. <laughs> um, 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 when you got to Mayhem, um, so like with with this now, I'm not. I I definitely don't want to seem like I'm downplaying underdogs, but I guess underdogs as a venue, as a training camp, is new, uh, newer anyway. Mayhem yeah. is like the mecca of. It's basically like California, and then you know it's like <laughs> the ranch, and then Mayhem. They're the two like. Yeah. you know original spots um when you like walk in are you like oh fuck this is ridiculous like that i'm here and doing this and that like how like do you do you prep yourself before you go there to be like don't be a dork like don't like fan girl about the building and like the wall and whatever like or like how do you like do you think about it beforehand or is it just kind of are you so used to visiting places like this that it just doesn't have an effect um i guess it really didn't have effect like I love the people that I've met. Like everyone here has been super kind um, and super welcoming. It's been great. Honestly, my favorite thing here is having the coffee shop inside of Mayhem. Yeah. Like that's the thing that like I'm in awe of every time I walk in. Um, but it's just kind of like down in Vegas, right? Like I get to train with Carrie like and be around her and like see what she does. Same thing here being with like Rich, Luke, Angelo, Paige, Bailey, all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't really think I would fangirl 
a little bit inside for sure. Like it's pretty yeah. exciting to be like, okay, like this is how they work out. This is how they do things and just learning from them. But no, not, not really fangirl, I guess. Did any of the, you know, you're saying like, this is how they work out and stuff. Cause obviously everybody's kind of aware or like you're aware of what other camps are doing or what well, you're aware of what other camps want you to see them doing. So you're aware mm -hmm. of like, through Instagram, you'll see other athletes doing things. And I guess as an athlete, you know, like there's more to that story. Like they're, that's probably like their best workout of the week that they're putting up or whatever. Um, but like, has any aspect of the mayhem training and the way they do things, apart from the fact that they're so lazy when they get there first, um, <laughs> has any part of it surprised you? Like, has any part of you, has any part of you been like, oh, I thought it would be way more or whatever, or, oh, I didn't realize it would be this much of this or whatever. Um, I think it's just been like the thing that has surprised me is the two solid training sessions Yeah. versus like I said, at underdogs, like we'll do our first session by ourselves or like if you go to the gym, somebody might do it with you. But then our second session is like a solid one versus they have two solid sessions together. Yeah. That's been pretty um, cool. Something I didn't think I would like, but I actually really, really like. Well, it's kind of structured. It's like once it's structured, I think you're the type of person that once it's structured it will suit you. So once it's the same, once it's consistently the same, it will yeah. suit you. Whereas once if it was like, and it's like everybody shows up at the same time, I'm so happy. But if you're like, Hey, like we're showing up at three and people don't show up till four. I'm like sitting here stressing out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't like that either. Although I'd probably be the person turning up at like half seven <laughs> in the evening wondering where everyone is. I, I did a 10 minute AMRAP today. Um, I was good. I had like three little things I was doing like a 10 minute an eight minute and an eight minute and i was halfway through the 10 minute and there's a rower like here kind of behind me and my daughter was in a sulk like all evening and she's like three and she was sitting in a princess dress um like drinking fake tea and i was like i'm just gonna go into the gym if you want to come in with me i have the marker set up with the little whiteboard so you can draw something if you want to come in and she's like okay so i left the door open and i was doing it was like dt with like burpees so with dumbbells so i was doing that and she came into the room uh there was four minutes 45 gone of the 10 minutes and i was like oh shit i really thought i'd get to like eight minutes and she'd entertain herself for two and she went to sit on the roar but she sat on like the metal bit you know the bar and i was oh, like yeah. in my in my head i was like oh the last time she did that she fell off it and i still let her sit down <laughs> and i just and i watched as she just like crumpled backwards and hit her head oh. off the wall so i got a five minute five minutes of a 10 minute amrap done stopped uh had fake tea with her uh, <laughs> made pancakes for dinner uh like played with her played hedgehogs don't know what that is still don't know how that game works uh put her to bed and then came back and did the last five minutes of my amrap so if you like structure families are not the way to go if you like structure to your training because if a 10 minute amrap takes you four hours to do <laughs> <laughs> it's not hey, it's not good. honestly i'm just impressed that you finished it i'm like well i'm done five minutes is all i had today oh it was a it was a fucking <laughs> internal battle it was like the world war three was going on in my head of like just leave it you try it it's fine yeah, it, it doesn't matter you don't um, even warm up again <laughs> so when when you're uh when you're talking to angelo is angelo the driving force then is he the one is he like your contact is he who you're talking to before this actually definitely yeah. is happening okay yep. um so he's like the team captain. So he's like the he's like the boss. Um, let's not let's not him hear you say that he's the boss though. He doesn't so use that. He's he's El Jefe. So he's <laughs> he's the guy in charge. Um, so 
when you're talking to him, like, because I'm always curious, especially now, there's a, like there's a few of these kind of teams happening this year, and I'm always curious of the conversations, like how they happen, like because he's obviously aware of you, he's aware to a certain extent, I guess, he's aware of your strengths and your weaknesses, and he's aware of like your performance and stuff, um, but like how does the conversation progress? Like, so obviously, so Kiefer talks to Luke and um, Luke mentions maybe something might happen and then Kiefer mentions it to you and then you say like, oh yeah, sure. And you know, you wind up going back and forth with Angelo a bit. But in those back and forths, is it like, um, is it just, would you be interested in doing it? Uh, You could move out here and do this and that and the other. Or is it like, okay, how, like, I'm thinking like a job interview. Is it like, how would you react if one of your teammates did this? Like, how <laughs> like how much stuff do you actually talk about? Or is it just like, what do you, how, how are you feeling about it now? Oh, I need another few days to think about it. Is it more like that? Or is it more like intense conversations? Um, I think it may have been a little bit different for me. So like where Sam and Zoe live out here, they can see how they all train and like what they're good at, what they need to work on, all that stuff. Versus like me, Angela's just taking my word. I'm like, oh, I'm good at this. Like, I'm not good at this. Um, and then vice versa, right? I'm like asking. Everybody knows Angelo. Like, but I'm like asking about like Zoe, Sam, everything. Because it's like if I want to make such a good big commitment and come out to Cookville for the season, like fly out this many times, like be away from Vegas and my home that many times. I'm like, do I really want this? So like for me, it was like a couple phone calls. Um, and it was really good that Wadapalooza was right there because, like, I got to see Sam and Zoe. They competed. Oh, yeah. They got to see me. Angelo got to see us all. So I think that was pretty cool, too. So, like, that would be, like, your interview process right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you feel any extra pressure then being at Wadapalooza, the fact that that was on the cards and that if you had a – like if you had an off weekend, if you had a shit show, and it was like, actually, Kyra, I think we might actually not do this. <laughs> Uh, no, just because I think, like I said, like Indy was always my yeah like plan, and so if it didn't feel right for like everyone involved, then that would be it, and I would just be going Indy. But thankfully, like all four of us have gotten along so well. I love being out here. It's I'm really happy that I said yes. So yeah, I'm glad that I'm not going Indy this year for sure. And is the plan then? Are you kind of in your head? Are you following, say, Sam? from freedom last year of like his mantra last year was i'm going team for a year and i'm going to like it's my opportunity to achieve something in the team competition and also close up any gaps because you've got more freedom with your training kind of like you mm-hmm. you don't need to do as much uh in like you can do more kind of off-season training during the season because it's not quite as intense as being an individual is that your plan um no so when i'm not here it's gonna be like i'm going indie like i'm gonna be pushing as hard as i possibly can by myself because i won't have any of them to like do team training with um so i'm still looking at like team this year train team as much as i can when i'm down here but then when i'm back home i'm training indie for next year okay um are you training indie for next year as in so are you doing like a 12 month off season for next year then when you're at home or are you pretending you're going individual at the games this year? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kind of right, like that. Okay. Yeah. Like that okay. intensity, not like thinking of like, oh, it's team training, which is actually a lot harder. So when somebody's better at you than something, you're just trying to chase them down and like not be the one that holds them back. And it, it hurts. It hurts. <laughs> is uh, someone just asked who's on the team? 
and Corey said Angelo his mustache and Kyra. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, and Sam and Zoe. <laughs> yeah, it's a five-person team. Um, yeah. Uh, had you used much of a worm, uh, like a four-person worm before? No, the only time I've like really played with a worm, it's only been a three-person. <laughs> And it's been at Wadapooza my first year. It was a four-person worm for three-person. And then we played with a three-person worm leading up to Wadapooza this year. And that's it. Yeah. Um, how have you found that? Have you used it yet there? Yep. We've been using it every day. How have you found it? I actually really like it. Um, okay. Keeper's been having me do, like, a bunch of sandbag work in the morning. And with, like, the 150. So just having, like, a 70-pound in the worm. That's just what I think of it. I'm like, okay, hey, you do 150s, like you can lift this 70 pound sandbag. Oh yeah, right okay, now. yeah, yeah. So um, I actually really, really liked it. I didn't think I would, so I'm glad that I do. And like, with the, on the team aspect, obviously, if you're doing burpees over the bar as an individual, you can slow down and speed up. You can be like, oh, okay, there's 10, 10 reps <laughs> left. I'm gonna like speed up a little bit, or oh, there's 40 reps. I need to slow down to get through them all, or whatever. Mm-hmm. When you're on a team, are you like? Uh, like, are you flexing where you can flex or are you like, okay, don't get cocky because I know the next, I know that such and such a thing is coming in the afternoon and I suck at that compared to these guys. Like how, how do you work that kind of stuff? Um, like just on worm or in just in general, like synchro stuff or like stuff that's like, uh, you know, wheelhouse stuff for you that you can be like, oh, this is my time to shine. I can do this thing really well. And then you're like, later on, you're doing something that's a shit show. And you're like, oh God, why did I show off so much in the last yeah. thing? Um, I mean, it's it's back and forth, right? Like Zoe and I, our strengths are different. And so where one workout, she could be pulling me along, like on the next workout, I could be pulling her along. Yeah. So it's like, you can only go as fast as both of you can go. So like, even if I decided to go really, really fast, like, I wouldn't do that because then that will hurt her and just make things worse or vice versa. Yeah. If she was like, okay, I'm going really fast up this rope climb. I'm just going to watch Kyra sit here and stare at it until she can get up. <laughs> like it's, it's been like a learning curve of like balancing each other. But yeah. And then like on the worm, I'm the one in the back, so I can't slack. I have to burpee off their pace. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask, cause looking at the team photo, um from yesterday there's like there's a height there's there's a substantial height discrepancy so i was thinking i was thinking if you were in the middle you'd basically be watching it go over your head like you'd just be like looking at like it's really nice when i'm put in the middle yeah yeah you'd just be like oh keep going guys you're doing great like miming you guys are doing great i'm not tired at all (laughs) yeah your hands are in the wrong place the worms over here and your hands are here like oh shit um yeah okay so is it will the back be your is that going to be your spot then? Um, I think it, Zoe and I are pretty great. All of us are pretty great. Like we can change however we yeah. need to. So I think more on like anything that has to go overhead, I will probably be in the back. Um, squats kind of vice versa, but I don't know. Wherever Angelo tells me to go, I go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. It's probably it's probably the right thing to do. Um, <laughs> and then um, with with uh mayhem obviously there's certain um there's a lineage there like there's a history with the name and with especially with team um did you have to kind of like 
just lock that away like when, once you agree to do it or you like like because that's the only in-house team isn't it the yep. um okay so independence the only in-house team there's another team in australia um so royce and brandon and mm-hmm. the two girls um and i think from talking to brandon i think they're coming out like six or seven weeks before the games or so like presuming they qualify um oh, I that think that's the plan. Cool. um yeah so you'll get to see man mountain royce in person <laughs> um so the only in-house team then is it um did you have to like compartmentalize the pressure there did you have to like lock that away and just not think about it the fact that like oh the mayhem team and like the mayhem team has been winning this like forever so there's pressure there of like like as soon as you're mentioned as soon as it says mayhem like one of two things is going to happen people are going to say like oh well they better win it like because they're mayhem or people are going to say that's not as good as rich's team like they're like one of two things is going to happen there so like it's not like there's no there's no easy win i guess is what i'm saying yeah. like did you have did you have to like remedy that with yourself first i mean we're not rich's team right like nobody on that team is from any of rich's teams so um we're, we're our own team and we're gonna show up we're gonna do what we can podium is the goal and hopefully that's what we can do but regardless of like who's on what team everybody's going to show up and do their best yeah. so i don't know i'm excited um when you see the other teams being announced are you like does it like light a bigger fire or are you like oh fuck that's a pretty good team um both i guess like the better the teams right like the better you want to be yeah and because you're going to get to compete with them out on the floor so they're going to be pushing which is only going to make you push harder so I think it'll be really interesting to see at semis and like what teams actually work well together versus just like big name teams. And then hopefully they work well together. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. I like four individuals like being put together yeah. basically. Um, you guys are top of the open leaderboard um, after week one. That's right, isn't it? We are. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So you're starting, you're starting as you mean to go on. There's no like the open doesn't matter in, in Cookville, obviously. Um <laughs> Is is uh is that like is there talk amongst the team? Like do you guys talk about stuff like that? Do you guys talk about like we need to make a statement like and that kind of, or is it like literally the workout is announced as like right, let's do the best version of this that we can and then oh look, we're top of the leaderboard. Is it like something that you actually think about or does it just happen? Um, no, it's really just like, okay, let's do the workout Friday, move on, get training in, especially where I'm here for only three weeks, like get as much team training as possible. All weekend, I was texting him, I'm like, guys, like, I rested 40 seconds between all my ring muscle-ups. Like, I know I can go way faster and get way better. And then Angela said if I didn't get 21 toes a bar, I'd have to do the workout for the rest of the season every single day. So. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell, Angela, calm down. (laughs) So I didn't redo it. So it's just like, do do what you can that day. It's the open. Let's get some team training in and get as good as we can for the end goal. Yeah, because that's a big mayhem thing, though, isn't it? Do it once and then just move on. That's a big, like, I remember hearing Angelo talk about that Rich was like, you're not doing it again. And so he's yeah. obviously, he's he's passed the baton of, like, team captain to him. And he's also passed the grumpy, like, you're not doing it a second time. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes sense. It's like, you're going to move on regardless. You don't yeah. need to do it for your pride. Like, yeah. show up, do what you can, move on. And then when it comes, if you really need to redo it for quarters, you can. 
Yeah. Um, well, that's cool. But look, I, um, I'll leave you go. I'll, I'll, you might get like 20 minute nap before you have to go back. Um, but listen, thanks. Uh, thank you very much for coming on. It's been great to, to get to chat to you. Um, I'm really excited for you. It's going to be like a thrilling year um, regardless of what happens. It's like it's a, a unique experience, I think, sure. um, getting having two training camps and two of two of the best out there is just remarkable, really. Um, but best of luck with everything and all the best to Rogue and Kiefer. Tell him I said hello. Um, yeah, stop and, mentioning yeah. Kiefer in this. His head's getting too big. Um, yeah, that's probably actually fair. That's accurate. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you and good luck with your season and everything else as well. Thank you so much and thank you for having me.